This week again, we have Tazio, um, Shane Motley, and yours truly, Jane Carlo. Um, what I can ask you guys to do this week is just give a brief description of, you know, um, <laughs> how they get to football and what they would have achieved, etc. in the game. And we will start with you, Tazio. All right. So how I got into football. Um, a good friend of mine, Andrew Pender, uh, he was a dominant athlete in primary school. Uh, he encouraged me to come out and play football. Um, I was bigger, faster, and stronger than most kids my age, so automatically I went into the defense. I was a centre-back when I started. Um, then I moved over to right back. Um, when I reached age 10 or so, uh, I started around age 7. And then I moved to right back from there. Uh, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> I struggled a lot to understand the role, what is needed for my right back. Uh, then in secondary school, I was doubling between cricket and football. I had a little incident um, after a cricket practice. I swore I would never return. I lost my bag, book, shoes, and everything uh, on the school bus. So I just forgot about cricket after that. And then from there, uh, we had our local hero, Omar Eastman. He was the goalkeeper age group above me. And I was messing around in the goal one day, and Morrison Taylor, a former DMs player, he saw me, and he decided that I should go keep in the team. However, I missed the tr- I missed the tournament due to uh, a mix-up uh, and a cricket bat being damaged. I was blamed for it, and I was suspended from sports at the school, so I missed the, the same tournament. I continued goalkeeping thereafter. I never enjoyed it, but that's where I got my most success as a player. I've pretty much won every tournament on the island here as a player. Um, third division, second division, first division, and Premier League. I've never won a knuckle cup. Uh, I think I've won everything else other than that. Uh, okay. So, Perfect. Uh, Adi? Yeah. You want, you want to share? Um, I actually started playing football at quite... <laughs> Oh, an old age compared to other youngsters in the neighborhood, given the fact that I was more into cricket. I started playing football at around the age of 10 years old, 2006, yeah, when the World Cup was showing. Um, that really gave me inspiration to just go there and play. I wasn't the type to really play in the streets like others at a young age. Like I said, I was more of a cricket type of person. But by the age of 10, 11, class 3, class 4, I really started to take football more seriously. My first farm, I was I passed for foundation. I became foundation striker thanks to the help of our neighborhood hero, Tony Javis. And by the age of 15, no, before 15, by the age of 14, I made my Premier League debut. 
And by the age of 15, I changed my position from striker to center back with some good advice from the same Tony Javis and John Hawksworth. And by 17 years old, I was a member of the Barbados Senior National Team. I have two caps. Uh, in terms of accomplishments, I was the best under 23 player of the 2013 David Thompson Memorial Classic. But my team awards are a little slim. I have maybe an under 17 Mike Sturdivant win, and that's about it. All right, so um, I mean, I ain't gonna be as as long yeah, as, as as the two of um, <laughs> um, um, my father used to play football for Notre Dame, um, so you know, that was always in the blood. So I played uh, youth football for Notre Dame, win a couple of individual awards, best midfielder, um, played right up from primary school uh, until I reached the age thirty. Played for the Barbados um, on the 17 team and played for Notre Dame, Catalan Notre Dame. That's about it. Um, I don't think anything else I could mention. I love football. All right, um, you really so, like Pelican? <laughs> That's the biggest achievement. Right. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I really love football. <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, we three decided to get together and, you know, do this podcast because we really have nothing else better do with life. Uh, TSU actually chose the name um, WTF because, obviously, we thought that, he thought that that would, would, you know, catch people, which I totally agree. The, the WTS actually stands for watch the football and not what the, you know, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, seeing everyone have give a brief description of their footballing background, we will now proceed and review game week one of the Premier League. I can go first, seeing that I really like to, to, to talk about Arsenal or to discuss Arsenal. <laughs> um, right, so Brentford 2, Arsenal 0. No, I actually don't have a problem with the result because the result don't really tell the tale of the game. I thought Arsenal had about three or four chances that they should have scored, which was the Smith Rowe chance. Um, there was a chance that Pepe got by was aggressive with the goalkeeper. There was a chance from Xhaka that he should have buried. And it was one more chance, right? The Balogun chance where he laps, the defender won the ball and he appealed for a penalty. Um, Brentford, did they impress me? Brentford was more direct than anything else. Um, they bullied Arsenal in the air, especially Tony. Um, the goals that Arsenal conceded could have been avoided. I thought the second one was a foul on the keeper. 
Um, I also thought the ball could have possibly been out, but it was a poor clearance from Chambers. And both he and the goalkeeper could not do anything about the goal. It was a good goal from um, Canos. In terms of the play, Arsenal dominated the ball. Arsenal dominated the shots. But Arsenal had a problem creating big chances. Um, but I consider Zach a chance a big chance. And I thought that Smith Rowe should have buried the ball. A player of better quality would have scored the ball because it was just inside the 18 yard box. But I think I think Arsenal will actually improve on this performance. And I can see Arsenal potentially upsetting Chelsea in game week two, as they did in both games last season. Teaser, you can go ahead and take the floor. All right, so I pretty much agree with you about Arsenal. Um, there's not much more to add in terms of discussing how the game went. I don't think you missed, missed anything. Um, one thing I'll add is that Arsenal had 22 shots, four on target. That's that's that, that has to be crazy. Um, when you get 22 shots in a game, and you don't win, it's usually the goalkeeper or the other team having a great day. And that, that's not what we saw, but Arsenal has to take their chances. I know this team is under tremendous pressure. Uh, Arsenal, Arsenal Fan TV is a joy to watch. Um, Arteta out signs out there already. We, I, I can see the team being under pressure. And the next two games against Chelsea and then Man City. Even if they lose those next two games, I expect them to rebound. I expect this to be uh, a learning a learning curve for them. The fans probably don't have time for that, but hopefully they get going. I wouldn't agree with you on them upsetting Chelsea. I think Chelsea at the moment has the best positional play of all the teams in Europe. I, I dare to say that. Um, Juventus under Allegri's first stint maybe would, would nip them there, but right now they did the best in terms of positional play and Arsenal without some, some key players still. Uh, I don't know if they got upset, Justin. Shane? Okay, let me just start by giving Bite First their praise. Okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> I think that. Even though Brightford weren't the prettiest team to watch, they came with a task and they stuck to it pretty well. And that was basically playing bully ball. They were first to every ball, first to every second ball. They literally bullied Arsenal. And in terms of chances, Carlo, I think that Arsenal got two big chances. I think the Balaban chances, to consider that a big chance was kind of hard. But the Xhaka chance and the, oh God, who missed? And the Smith Rowe chance, those were definitely big chances. But we have to give Brentford the Drew praise. And from Arsenal, I think that they were pretty toothless. A lot of sideways passing, only Smith Rowe penetrating. 
I think that Arsenal were pretty toothless. Uh, Brentford came with a plan and stuck to it. And that was, we won't have the ball. Let's get in their faces. Let's make them miserable. Let's be first to every ball. And I think that when you lack quality against a team like Arsenal, that's, you have to come with that mentality. And I think that we should give Brentford a little more praise. Not the easiest to watch, but they deserve praise. Well said. Fair enough. Um, I wouldn't say Brentford don't lack quality because Brentford got one or two international players in the team. Well, in comparison to Arsenal. <laughs> that's debatable as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's way off. Um, well, all right. For me, a big chance is where a player more likely to score than miss. Jack a chance for me, a pro yeah. should put on target. But as yeah. we saw, he didn't even hit the target. So I, I won't consider Jack a chance a big chance, and neither did the persons recording the stats. Smith Rowe chance is not a big chance for sure. For sure. It was I a mean, big chance for me. I mean, a player of, like, if it was Burkham or Van Persie or somebody like that, then they would at least get the shot on target. More than likely, they would score, but the shot was weak. Oh, and, like, you're going to give Arsenal fans some nightmares without, without, without like, those two like, names? Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, what we could we could move on to the, the next game because Arsenal would take up, like, three hours. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> So um, the next game is the, the early kickoff, which was um, Man United versus Leeds. And, uh, and before I proceed, I just want to say to a buddy of mine that, that you know, I, I continue to, to say that, that Bruno Fernandes is better than Ozil. <laughs> right. So, so my United 5, Leeds 1. Um, my United to advantage of the least errors. Um, I can remember the goal kick that I think that was the first goal. Yes, that was the first goal. The goal yeah, kick, and there was an error in midfield before the first goal where um, Rafinha missed past the ball. Greenwood took the ball, played, played in Pablo Pablo miss. Uh, it was just a series of errors from Leeds. Uh, we all know what Leeds gives. Leeds come and Leeds play attacking football. Regardless of if they're home away on Mars, Leeds is play a warm way. And if you give players like Pogba and Bruno Fernandes the kind of space that Leeds give them, then more than likely they will punish you. They didn't have to break down Leeds. They were just endless space to exploit. I've seen with Bruno Fernandes um, goals. Um, Leeds is Leeds. I can't say Manchester was good because Leeds allowed plenty space and plenty opportunities. United was just efficient in front of goal. And that's evident because Bruno had three shots. Bruno scored hat trick. Um, Greenwood had one shot and he scored his goal. So, yeah. On the other day, 
against probably um, a team like Brighton, the SG Kings. These would have probably won that game. But that was my take on the, the, the Man United and Leeds. I can't I can get excited about Manchester because it was Leeds. Hmm, that's, that's interesting that you say that. Um, yeah. I, I, I can jump in here a little bit. So I want to touch on two things. You made a comment about Ozil. I think Ozil is a different type of number 10 to... He likes uh, Bruno Fernandes. All right. Uh, let me start you real fast. Uh-huh. The discussion me and the gentleman had was uh-huh. about uh-huh. being the talisman. Okay. Effectiveness. Of the team. Yeah. So it, coming that, up big, okay. coming up big when, when your team needs you. That, that was the argument I presented to the gentleman. Okay. So, because Ozil is the type of player he is going to depend on a striker who can finish because Ozil will put you in on goal a million times. Whereas right, what? A, 10, right. a, ten, a 10 like Bruno Fernandes, uh, Wesley Snyder, Kaka, those guys, those guys can run past three, four people or hit a shot from a distance and I mean, they give you. So, I, I completely understand your argument. Right. And these are the as I was, I use Ozil as a psychic. Yeah, <laughs> oh well, we we can see you have something against Arsenal players, then. No, I don't because Ozil, no. Ozil, Ozil, I'm a Real Madrid fan. Ozil played for Real Madrid. I can tell you, Ozil is a psychic, and the proof is there. After Sanchez left Arsenal, and Arsenal depending on Ozil to take up the team and run with the team, and you know, Ozil is mm-hmm. not a type of player. Bruno Fernandes and KDB. It's evident. He was saying that Ozil is better than the two of those. And I mean, I don't see it. Maybe he, maybe he prefers something different. No, no, something else. No, no, he's an Arsenal uh, fan. You know, no. we shall proceed. My wife needs one. So, my United, you said, let me impress you. Manchester capitalized on Leeds United errors. Okay. Now, where I disagree with you is I've seen my United having opportunities to smash teams, having acres of space to exploit and come at Trump because somebody walking around the park or Lindelof making a back pass or Fred not getting in a tackle. To me, this my United team, like I mentioned on the first episode, I think they're actually happy. I think they're enjoying the football. Yes. And, and I, I can't say I didn't enjoy watching it. I, I really did. I, I really enjoy watching my United play. I think this is the first time I saw Pogba smiling in a long time. And I totally agree with you. However, as we saw last season, once Leeds United playing any of the big teams with the exception of Man City for whatever reason, they concede lots of goals. So, okay, all, so I'm saying, all I'm saying is that I can't judge Manchester because they play Leeds. Leeds, Leeds is play like... Oh, okay. Leeds say you like can't judge them. Right. Like, I mean, I can't be, be impressed or, or I can't say, oh, yeah, Manchester for the title. I can't say that because they play Leeds. 
oh no, we we going to step too far after the first game. We, I we, we're not entitled to talk yet, but I I was impressed with Man United. Uh, the subs were good as well. All he is usually shit the bed with subs. So I I mean I really enjoy watching that Man my United game. Yeah, it was it was yeah, a good as, game. As did I, but I mean any six goals in the game, anybody should enjoy six goals. I mean we don't want to see one nil every weekend. I mean I don't mind. Once is a good game, but anybody can enjoy goals. I'm just saying that Leeds were Leeds. <laughs> okay, understood. Adi, what about you? Let me just say, let me just start by saying that any game involving Leeds from an entertainment standpoint <laughs> is a very good game. But when I dissected the game, I just thought that it was Leeds being poor more so than Man United being brilliant, given the fact that the first three goals were basically technical breakdowns on forced mm-hmm. hours. <sighs> Last season, Leeds conceded four goals six times, six or seven, six or seven times. I don't have the definite number, but I think it's six or seven times. We all know that when Leeds are playing, it's going to be an open game, very entertaining, good for the mutual. But I just feel like that was perfect for United counter-attacking. We all know, we all saw what United do on, did on the first day against Chelsea a couple of years ago. 4 0, I think that was. That was last season, I think. That was last season. That season was last season. No, nah, that was season before. That, that was season oh. before. So we know how my United can play against teams that push high and attack, given their lightning fast counter-attacking players. But I just feel like the first three goals were awful to concede. Straight passes, literally straight passes, no top movement, technical breakdowns. Like I said, we all mm-hmm. know what leaves. We all know what leaves give. So I want. I won't jump the gun on my United yeah. even though I can't admit that they're efficient. You know, they had to finish their chances. They did. Greenwood, one from one. Bruno, three from three. But I, I just need to see Manchester United play against a team with the low block. I think that Bruno struggles against teams with the, that plays the low block. And their wide players also so I just need some more convincing from Manchester United at this point. As we know, it's Leeds. They can open, like I said. So I'm not totally convinced, even though I may say I'm a bit intrigued, you know, by their finishing. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess I guess United pretty ruthless in front of goal right now but the chances were also clear cut chances so that's all I got here for now nothing right, to shout so, about no problem so before right. we, we um we go on to, to the Burnley and Brighton result right just let me jump to Bruno's defence um because people say that, that he don't play good against the bigger teams and the smaller teams, he does dominate. And it's I see the a lower block. Teams, and it's, it's the smaller teams that's played the lower block. Good. Most of the time. And he's eat them up. But yeah, on to Burnley and Brighton. Um, so Brighton won to one. Um, Burnley, it was a game of two halves. 
Burnley dominated the first half. Burnley very strong on set pieces. Scored one goal, which I didn't think should stay <laughs> because um, Tarakowski, uh, <laughs> you know, he channeled his inner WWE. <laughs> you understand? But apparently, VAR is not in this season. VAR non-existent. And the goal, the goal stood. <laughs> and then they had another corner from the same side, and they hit it on, on the side of the bar. Um, other than that, I cannot think of any other chances um, Burnley got. So they're strong at set pieces for sure. In the second half, um, Brighton coach made two changes. And both of the subs made an impact. One got an assist and the other one scored. Burnley dominated possession in the second half. Created um, one or two chances. Sorry, Brighton, sorry. And Oh, you know how they good, play. Yeah. You know how they play. They play um, attacking, sexy football. Yeah, and I mean they usually create a lot of chances, but don't score them. So Brighton is known as the XG champions, where um, the expected goals is really high, but they don't score because they got their likes of Neil Mopier, who scored on Saturday by the way. Neil Neil Mopier and, and Danny Welbeck and. <laughs> you know, more so my Pedro. But yeah, I mean, bet. um, that was my take on, on, on the like, <laughs> burn again. <laughs> All right. So I <clears throat> I'm gonna say a few things on this game. I'm not gonna go in that. So Neil Mope and Danny Welbeck, amongst my friends and I, those two players are a running joke. <laughs> so if my friends listen to this, they'll know what I mean. Um Grand Potter Burnley. I uh, sorry, Grand Potter uh, Brayton. I think Potter is a very, very good coach. One of the better English coaches I've seen for a while. You get them over here from the Big Sam and Steve Bruce and that crowd. I think it's time for them to get for them to get some rest. And Burnley, they are one of my relegation candidates. Ginger Mourinho is fading. <laughs> So we'll see where that goes from there. Maybe by the end of the season, you'll be able to laugh at me and tell me I was wrong. I, I Burley, honestly, I won't laugh at you. For me. And I won't laugh at you because since last season, I realized that Burnley wing backs getting far. They're not playing like you know the Burnley of old, and mm-hmm. especially at home, team, teams ripping Burnley at Burnley. So <laughs> I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. But, but go ahead. Yeah, so that's pretty much it on that game. I, I, I'm going in that on that game. Right, uh, I won't go in that either. Got because, other teams to laugh at. Yeah. But the changes that were made by Potter, yeah, those really changed the game for me. I don't know how Tarkowski's goal was given. And to Tazio's point about Burnley, I just, I just think that Burnley got enough... <laughs> To get 40 points. Mm-hmm. I I believe that Burnley will get 40 points. I believe in the Ginger Mario. He does it with mm-hmm. little resources. I, I don't think that Burnley made a first team signing this season. I honestly cannot recall. I don't think Burnley made like a first team signing for the last three seasons. <laughs> but anyway. Probably... So I just think that Burnley know, knows who they are. Decent bat line, hardworking midfielders. 
wants the strikers because they have three strikers. Between them, get 20 goals, 25 goals. <laughs> I think I think Burnley knows who they are, and that's the best thing. Um, Brighton, I am very, I'm a huge fan of Brighton. Carlo, Carlo knows this. Um, the way how they play, Potter, well coached team, well drilled team, but if a product just in there, I don't think Mopé is good enough. Well, bet is very streaky, but the players I am I'm mostly impressed by Trossar and Gross. Gross is number 30. Gross. Yeah. I just think that Brighton Brighton is an impressive team, but just lacking some bite up front. Brighton, but uh, they were linked with the, the guy from Celtic, but I, I didn't hear anything about that anymore. You mean Olsen Edward? Yeah. Yeah. I if, if, if Brighton can get a striker that can give them between 15 and 18 goals, I think that Brighton is anywhere between 8th and 12th. Honestly. Because, like you said, Brighton is is definitely the SG bosses, but no one there to finish, to be honest. All right, so we can move <laughs> on now to Chelsea and Palace. Uh, I, can, I can be real brief for this one because... Ain't much to see and Chelsea, the champions of Europe, totally dominant. I would not judge Crystal Palace because, as I said, Chelsea, Chelsea just flawless. So I won't be too harsh on Crystal Palace because I see Chelsea dominate Real Madrid, Man City, and them, them kind of teams. So Crystal Palace, um, work in progress, change of philosophy. So I won't be too harsh on them. That's that's yeah, I, 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 I agree. I agree on the Chelsea, even though Crystal Palace, even though Crystal Palace is one of my well, I can't be too harsh on them because Chelsea was pretty much flawless. But I'm breaking out a little bit. Palace is right back. The name can't come to me right now. Had an absolute nightmare. Oh, you can hear me now. Palace yeah, is right back was having absolute nightmare. Like Chelsea, Chelsea targeted Palace's right back the whole first half. And uh, that's just my tip. Chelsea was ain't much to speak about the game, to be honest, but Chelsea was pretty much flawless. Palace are working progress. We'll have to see more from them going forward. It was a really tough task from minute one. Here's your yeah. Um I'm not sure what Patrick Vieira's style is. I don't know. He's played attacking football. Okay. So you said attacking football. All right. right. To play in order to play attacking football, you have to have the ball. Yes, but my thing, my thing with my thing with that game is, I I, although although we can't be too harsh on Palace, you know, number changes, new coach. I still think that they made it a little too easy, like. They have one no fight. I won't I won't say number there. They have one change to their lineup. Um but I mean I, I, mean, you, I, mean, I mean a, a lot of guys a lot of guys left the team. Yes, but you playing Chelsea yeah. at Stanford Bridge first game, yeah. but with the fans. I mean that was in the game up until the, the uh the free kick, you know, because the free kick brought the dialogue. Yeah. So it, it yeah. wasn't like Chelsea. 
dominate the game from the beginning to the end. Because I don't believe having possession is dom- you dominating the ball, not the game. Yeah, Chelsea was knocking from minute one to me. The but you could always see a mauling. A mauling I mean, was the- on the horizon from the fifth minute. I swear. So, so for any time you forget <laughs> anything, for any time you forget anything, then, you know... Yeah. Well, the, the, rea- the reaction the reaction from there was like, all right, it's Chelsea. Um, exactly. Just keep, his, like, just keep his scoreline respectable. Uh, I, that for me, that's not good enough. You you need some you need some Likatamos in there. You need some Kabul, somebody to kick kick some ass. Yeah, but Chelsea was Chelsea You can't have you can't have Likatamos when you want play a possession attacking football. Correct. You will have those been uh, you know under the previous coach. But well, like I said, you need to have the ball in order to play attacking football. And yes. if you can't get the ball, you kick them. No, no, because that's going against your philosophy. And I know for sure if you back and forth, then mm-hmm. you can confuse the players. You got to stick to one thing. If you don't have the ball, but, then you would but the thing. press I'm, clear I'm whatever, saying, whatever your philosophy is. But I'm honestly, saying, I, think, I think Crystal Palace coming in the game, accepting you know, this is Chelsea, them superior. If you could keep the score at two or three love, a mission accomplished. That's my honest opinion. You know what I mean? Right? Uh, but and I'm saying, opinion. I'm saying that should not be from a professional team. And I'm also saying, I'm not saying the coach should be telling people to kick people. But there's something called adaptability. And when you realize the game plan isn't working and you yourself is on the field, especially a senior player, someone who has game experience, someone who has been there and done it, at some point you go say, listen, we, we can't lay down and just take this. Somebody go get kicked here. Something going to happen. Because at any point in time, you can nick a goal from a set piece. Mm-hmm. Even this if you don't have quality. Yeah, and I just think that they lay down a little too easy for me. Fair enough. You think so? I just think that yeah. Chelsea was super sharp. I'm most impressed with Chelsea this weekend than any other team. Chelsea was super sharp. Honestly, okay, right. I, I would not say that, you know, that I'm most impressed with Chelsea because they play Crystal Palace. So, I mean, I can't agree with that. Chelsea was super it's, sharp, in my opinion. It's one thing to be super sharp, Adi, but I, I see a chink in the armor. And the chink in the armor for me is Rudiger. I saw that error against Leicester. I saw that error in the Champions League final. He ended up getting below and then come out and make a superb play tackle. And then he made two errors against Crystal Palace. So they were able to capitalize. But we'll see. Maybe Carlo is right about Arsenal making it. So we'll see. Honestly, he, I he, oh, he I has an error in really Of course. Of course, Rudy really got most of the Chelsea vendors. Most of the Chelsea vendors, defenders have. Yeah, yeah, they got errors in it. Probably not as pretty credit, but yeah, Rudiger, <laughs> um, Christensen, Zuma, all of them. Um, so, so, so we finished with Chelsea and Crystal Palace. We, we, we yeah. decide that right. Um, the, the next game was Everton and Southampton. I finished 3 1 to Everton. Um, <laughs> Southampton. <laughs> Coach, high press, attacking, scored from an error um, via Michael Keane, who I also think is not somebody <laughs> that you should. 
I know if you want progress and you want to to um, be in Europe every season, you can't have Michael Keane defending for you. Um, that's crazy. That's crazy. He he was linked to City out of boyfriend. I don't know. United. United. He was linked was United. to United. Oh, uh, my man. It's United. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> He, he, he probably was linked with United because that's where he came from. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Adam Armstrong, top finish. Um, in terms of Everton, Everton, Everton has 17 crosses in the box. So that tells me that their plan is to hit Calvert Lewin every chance they got they get. Sorry. Mm-hmm. 17 crosses into the box and that's all they did all game cross 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 um i expect everton to, to do well as they have rafa tactician defensive coach i expect them to do well um but everton everton dominated the game so Panton got the goal because of the error but everton dominated the game i think so so Panton in trouble they're in yeah. trouble they just lost uh, their best defender to Leicester. Yeah. I, I think, um, based on the playing still they have, I mm-hmm. think that Southampton is the team that in trouble. They just lost um, their top goal scorer and they just lost their best defender. So this is a Bertrand? team. Bertrand? They also lost Bertrand, right? Yes. Yeah. Bertrand. Best Bertrand guard. Like and Danny Ings. So, so Fountain is a team that could possibly be in trouble as well. That's my take on that game. Though. Yeah. Um, my research showed me that Everton completed 18 crosses, Carol, not 17. I could be wrong, but I counted 18. But yeah, I was coming to say that, to be honest, because Charles, I mean, Everton, Everton seemed to be trade to getting a lot of crosses for Calvert-Lewin. I agree with you and Michael Keane. I was once a fan of Michael Keane, to be honest. I thought he was pretty decent at Burnley. I prove I'm I'm proven wrong, obviously. But I think that Southampton could be safe. I think that they have Adam Armstrong once he gets the ground. Once he gets going, he could get me, he could get you at least 15 goals Last season he scored 29. I know the championship, I know it's a big step up for the championship, but 29 goals is a lot of goals. Um, but also they lose they lost two vital sen- two fi- two vital defenders and goal scoring. Goal scorer. <laughs> I just feel like Armstrong can fill that gap once the team once the team stays solid at the back. I can see Southampton finishing about anywhere between 15 and 12. And for Everton, I Everton, we all know Rafa is a coach. Everton will defend well because it's in Rafa. They'll be pretty solid, but I don't see Everton having enough quality to do better than, let me see. Ninth to fourteenth, <laughs> anywhere around there. That's that's my take from that early game. Okay, so let me just jump over my little piece here quickly. Um, for Southampton, uh, it's not 
it's not abnormal for them to be losing players. Southampton is a selling club. They yeah, tried a lot sure. of quality players and they always lose players. Uh, Vesegard, <laughs> uh, where I really saw him is at the Euro. Like, I could not believe how big this man is and how he's getting around the pitch. That was amazing to see. So I, I, do agree. Six, seven. I do agree that they will lose a quality pair, but I think Southampton, Southampton will have enough in the tank to, to make it over to next season's Premier League. Um, Everton. Yeah, <laughs> this I is crazy so that... I think it's crazy that um, your go-to guy in this team is Calvert-Lewin. Um... I don't know. He reminds me of that fictional character from that movie, Ghoul. Uh, the fictional character, his name was Gavin Harris or something like that. Where yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he always comes out on top at the end of the year, but somehow, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think Gavin Lewis is good enough. Really and truly. Yeah, I, but, but at the team, okay, so the team made 17, 18 crosses, whatever. Yeah, right? team play to his strength. I mean, he sure. played his strength. Yeah. And he, he scored 16 goals last year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a striker's some, job is some, to put the ball in the net. So, he don't he don't need to be good technically. He just needs to score. Correct. Got job. Right. He pretty, and, he... right. And the thing is, like, they're saying Townsend. So, it's not like, oh, the crosses only coming from the left flank. The crosses can be coming from the right as well. So, uh, like, you've got crosses but, coming from both sides. I mean, I mean, even the goal he scored this weekend, the, the ball was just by foot. his foot. <laughs> and he used to about the ball. Right, so like if you played his strength, Everton then got Richardson playing off he then Everton is well. no, pretty underrated too. We're Everton saying got, that he doesn't need we're saying he doesn't need to be technically good, right? But Rafa is gonna play uh what for lack of a better term, they say defensive football. And he needs to have the ability to hold up the ball, play back to goal, incorporate those same midfielders that we were talking about, be able to at least turn one defender and get the ball away, and dash in the box for a cross. Now, we had 17 crosses. He had one goal from 17 crosses. I'm not saying all the crosses were perfect, but I'm pretty sure one from 17 is a pretty low return. And if we do that for the other 37 games, this could be a very disappointing season. Once more for Rafa himself, personally, and for Everton. But we'll see. Yeah, we will see. We will see. Because under um, Asalari, he was at sustaining box. If that continue, he can score goals. Because he moved up pretty decent, and he can hit the ball real good. He's not going to always score with head. Because <laughs> he scored yeah. some goals with foot last season. But... That's- you know, another thing is that he know what he good at. He don't overcomplicate things. So that could be good for you too. Pretty quick. I wish you all the best. I mean, I, I ain't got no real team <laughs> or nothing, but if the team played his strengths, he should get 15 goals again. I got to get between 10 and 12. No more or less. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess he's not here for fantasy team. <laughs> Definitely not. Probably not. <laughs> so the next, he got some easy fixtures. So when he start to like it up, then you know he'll probably be backtracking. Anyhow, mm-hmm. we can move on to the Leicester and Wolves. 
Right, let me start by saying the center back. His name is Amarty Amity. That's his name. Amarty. Yeah, he, he's filling in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He Amarty's, used to be a. Uh, yeah. Amarty. Used to be a CDF. He he done. He done. He done. Done how? As in, from the time Vestergaard ready to go, and I think he is. He gone. He, he <laughs> yeah, for it, sure. He gives it. He gave it two chances last week, trying to play out the mm-hmm. bat, and that's that's Leicester still. He he's not he not good with the ball. He he finished. Um, yeah, send him back. So Leicester, he's won. really he's really a CDM uh, CDM slash right back slash right back. Right. Well, he can be slash from next weekend. <laughs> so, Leicester won Wolves nil. Um, Wolves defending real good in the first half. Like, I mean, then block the lanes. So Teddy Munzeri had anyone to pass the ball to. So the build up was kind of kind of rough for Leicester, right? Um, the goal Leicester score was a fantastic goal. It's a nice dribbling by um, Pereira and then Vardy run across the defender and, you know, basically touch on the okay, ball. Okay, yeah, it was a good goal. Uh, he had like six shots in the game, but Leicester create one big chance. Um, Leicester only came alive after he changed the formation in the second half to 3 5 2. Obviously, that will allow an extra man in the midfield. So you will now have five or an extra two, whatever you want to make it. Uh, it was easier for Leicester then. But Leicester didn't look good in possession. And when Wolves went down at halftime, they started to play more attacking. And then, like, Wolves, Wolves get a lot of chances. Leicester don't look good at all. Like, Leicester yeah. don't look comfortable behind. Yeah. And, right. and they weren't creating any chances. So, mm-hmm. I, I honestly thought Wolves should have been again. Just that all the Wolves' chances fall to um, Ferrari. And, and obviously, we know he, he ain't good at finishing. So, that, that was unfortunate. But Wolves should have been again at least 2 or 3 one. That's my take on that game. All right. Let me start by saying these two words, Carlo. You ready for them? Okay. Adama Traore. <laughs> I thought that... I don't expect much from him in front of the ball, to be honest. Anyone that knows me knows how I feel about him. But people that say that I bias and I have an agenda. Anyways, Leicester looked really, really, really uncomfortable. In possession, defensively, even though they kept a clean sheet, there was something that just wasn't taking about Leicester. Leicester wasn't playing up the ball good, like you said, the mistakes from Amarty. But I guess sometimes when you know you got a makeshift man back there, the team is be a little nervy, I guess. But I was really impressed with Wolves. Even though they didn't score, Wolves had enough chances to get a goal, but unfortunately, they fell to Adama. I think that Wolves will come good this season again. But that's it. I ain't got much to say about that game other than Adama Traore. We know what he gives in front of goal, to be honest. But I really impressed with Wolves after that first game. 
Okay. So let me just hang on to something you said here, because uh, this is what my point about Leicester. You said when you're going to make shift clear in the box, I need you to be a little nervy. And I find that whenever Leicester loses an important player, they take a, they take, they take a little too long to shake it off. Like, they don't have a, they don't have, they don't seem to have backup players that just, that just come, come in and, and just take it right over. Castine get hurt last season. Um, what's the other right back? Name? Justin. 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 I mean, like, they just, they just start to fall off. Now you being a little hard. Already, I am. Sometimes I am. Leicester have four <laughs> seal injuries. Like, Leicester That's injuries one... came all at once. Okay, and I'm saying, whenever they get an injury, it's be hard for them to catch by themselves. Like, yeah. Wesley Fofana is out for a while now. And then he got Amarty, who has played there before, who has played in that team with the same philosophy, same formation, same style of play. And yet, he's jittery. And, you know, what Vestergaard is going to come in. I can't remember him being good with the ball at his feet, but we'll see. He is. He I really is. Like I right, said, so- the first time I really got to see him was in the Euro. And does, that was not what Daymar was playing at that time. So, I, I don't know. So, I haven't seen enough defense, of... though, he was good in mm-hmm. the community issue. Amati? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, he was, he was shocking <laughs> against Wolves. Like, he, he sure. caused two chances. Expect, um, the one I remember for sure is the one where he passed the, he tried to pass the ball, they get intercept, and then yes. the man played Adama for the one-on-one that he missed. That was the one chance for sure. So yeah. I, like so, he, he it was basically he spot to lose, and since Leicester signed the centre back, and like he lost that spot Saturday for sure. I would be surprised yeah. if he start against West Ham. Maybe the coach should give him another start and let him regain uh, his confidence, or maybe not. But I could be wrong. I'm not. All right, so, and for Wolves, like I said, I haven't seen enough of Wolves. I absolutely know nothing about this coach that is coaching them. So I mean, wolves, wolves will be wolves. Hopefully, Adama isn't your go-to guy. Hopefully, Jimenez hits the ground running again. Yeah, Jimenez, but um, um, I, I think actually was good. You know, think actually was good too. And the boy that they got from Barcelona, yeah, he was decent on Sunday. Trinko, yes, Trinko. But I am not a fan of leaving leaving out Nam um, at this battling. Um, he is. He, he honestly, is, honestly, he, it was said. It was said that that he was battling, it and he needed to get out of fitness. But the guy that that, oh, that came in for him, he, he did pretty decent. Whoever I can't pronounce. Yeah, whoever. Name. Yeah, because but, for me, Samedo is pretty much like Rudiger. He just haven't been stating him, but he is. He is solid. Otherwise, I I don't know. I I might be a little biased, but very. I, I think I I think I think Semedo is 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 a good defender. Every, there are two times I've seen him absolutely atrocious, and that is once when Davies was in ripping form, absolutely destroyed him and his confidence. And then another day, another game in Barcelona, the results were absolutely shocking. But I w- I wouldn't leave out Semedo to this post battling. His recovery is brilliant for what they play. So we'll see what they do from, from the next game and see how they go throughout the season. 
Um, and that's, that's pretty much it for me for that game. I had nothing else to say about Leicester. Most of the players were their usual selves. Vardy running in behind, looking to finish. Uh, Vardy's how old now? 30, 35? Yeah, 35. 35 or 34. Wow, and it's still running like that. that that's amazing. We often talk about Cristiano Ronaldo and his physique. His age. Vardy is no different. He is really going for somebody that is. And it, it doesn't seem like he lost anything. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he lost anything. Either, so. That was that's really impressive. Just pure hunger. That's what you get from Vardy. All right, so that, that's it. That's that's all things. Um, yeah, just let me add that the world uh-huh. squash. We ain't get Marcelian Spurs. He 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 just play attacking football. So like <laughs> under okay. under the previous world squash where they were more. Defense first, and uh, you know, Nico won't go here. I won't mm-hmm. go there, right? The old coach, he's an attacking coach, so you can see the bats game forward. And it also like what he did in not changing the formation and continue to play what the guys are accustomed to, which is a 3 4 3. Okay, um, right, so on to Watford and Aston Villa, right? Um, right, so Watford had the best defensive record in the championship. Last season, mm-hmm. I think I think that was the best one ever in the championship. I think they considered either twenty or thirty goals in forty-four games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right. Now this is the first time I ever see somebody get sub since I was playing on the twelve football at halftime. Right? <laughs> Sir Rick, um, the left back was his name. Target. Sir, destroy Target. Yeah. Target gets about half thing. Like, I would be surprised if Target won't play football again. The coach put him out his misery. Sir, destroy Target. But I tell you, destroy, destroy. He ain't get close to Target for this game. He might have to put Target ain't get close back. to him. Whatever. <laughs> like, at all. Like, the man, the man nearly killed Target. Hear what I tell you? Anyhow, though. Watford, um, it's obvious that that Sergey Talisman. Watford also got um Dennis. I think he came over from yeah. Bruges. He did. Clone, and, clone. He was that clone. And, he went to Cologne from Bruges. Right. I mean, I remember he from being at Club Bruges. Right. Um, the guy that scored the third goal, he was on loan last season in Spain. Had a number of loans. Why did they say to keep him? Supposed to be really good, really, really good. Um, but Watford on YC is a counter attacking team, yeah. Um, it's like for sure, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, I can kill somebody in Premier League. Um, <laughs> Aston Villa, Aston Villa doing look like, like they got any cohesion. Like, like Ing scored a penalty and that was his only shot for the whole game. Like he ain't had a shot. Brandier, he, he I think he had one shot. He ain't create any chances or anything. Like um every time I saw Sar um having the ball, it was either he going past target and F Sema had the ball, he was up against the center back. So I, I honestly don't know where Cash was. Um Okay. Marvelous, he named Marvelous Nakamba. 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 Shocking. 
as soon as Luis back, he, he in like Aston Villa just look horrible. I expect them to get more joy against Newcastle next weekend, but I honestly Watford, I can't say Watford dominated the game, but Watford took the chances. But Watford fantastic on the counter attack. But Aston Villa need yeah. to get 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 started real fast. Yeah. All right. So Adi Adi says Watford is one of your relegation candidates. I just want I just want to jump in here before you this time. Um. So this can be a little whimsical. I had German. Sorry, I had Dennis in my team, and I took him out. I said maybe he needs some time to adapt. And this is fantasy football I'm talking about. I said maybe he needs some time to adapt to the Premier League, but pace is pace in any league. I had Watford. Watford, if Sar keeps ripping like that, Watford is going to come to like crazy. I was actually surprised that Sar went down into the championship with Watford. I thought maybe he would have been sold on and stayed in the Premier League or going to another top flight club. But as you can see, he is he is a, a, a player to watch for the future. Dennis is going to score a lot of goals if he's able to... Like, he's just... He's just another version of Verdi. He's going to run in behind and kill you a pace all the time. For Aston Villa, you are right about lack of cohesion. Uh, maybe that comes from their glue being sold on uh, in Jack Grealish. I find that, I don't know, maybe Bailey is not quite what they expected. He's too far away from the goal for me. At Leverkusen, he he was given somewhat of a free roll. I don't know if the term it as a free roll, but he didn't have a lot of defensive duty. So in in this in this Premier League, he is gonna have to step up big time defensively because they're gonna call on him to get back. And that's not that's not what he really does. He plays wide, but it's more of a cutting side role. It's almost like a right attacking mid or a left attacking mid. He plays close to the goal. And that's where he's best. Um, Pepe was like that uh, when he played in France as well. And I see him struggling at Arsenal at the moment because he doesn't have that freedom. He doesn't have that cover from the mid. And the, the wing back comes forward as well. And if Bailey is anything like that, he is going to struggle in this Aston Villa team. Uh, that's that's just my input on that. Adi, let's hear your relegation candidates. What first? You, let, you let me just say that <laughs> the fact that we didn't cover our relegation candidates last week, I'm uh-huh. more sure I was. I I'm more sure I told Carlo that I had made a change to my relegation candidates, and that was Watford <laughs> being out and Newcastle being in. But but we didn't cover that. We missed that topic last week. But let me just say it all. It, it, it just down to a lack of cohesion on Aston Villa part. I don't think that Watford were leaps and bounds better than Aston Villa. I really have to remember that Aston Villa last season attacked through Grealish like 98% of the time. New players, a whole new dynamic. They have to find themselves, a lot of signings. And yet, I still. I don't think that Watford were that much better than Villa. 
Villa just got going a bit late, in my opinion. Like Carlo said, Var Sar, not Var Sar. Sar gave Target <laughs> an absolute nightmare in that first half. I swear to God, I've never seen nothing like that in my life. So, and plus, Watford got players like Josh King to come out, a player that can give you 10 goals. He could, I think he could give you 10 to 12 goals if he plays week in, week out. And Joe Pedro, Joe Pedro is one of, the, was one of those, is probably Watford's second best player. Yeah, you mean so, if, if he, he FA straight because he play he play in the midfield like center midfield last year in some games in the championship as well. Yeah, he so, played so a bit Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, correct. So with the additions of both of those players coming back, all those things I factored in, I can't see Watford going down. So Newcastle replaced Watford as my relegation candidates. Also, Almunia is not in goal. Also, Almunia is not in goal for what first? Oh, so they should be oh, oh, correct, correct. You know how many <laughs> Correct, 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 correct. Well, I think it was Aston Villa. Aston lack of cohesion. It came down to that. And they're still uh, reasonably, reasonably okay for a first game. Given if that they have to integrate so many signings into it, so I expect Villa to come better. Need the team to be relegated. Well, I don't expect them to be relegated, but I expect them to get back Watkins as fast as possible because, as foolish as it sounds, um, Watford defenders had a lot of time on the ball, and Watkins won't allow that. And that's not um, Danny Ings game. And as again, as foolish as it sounds, uh, players like Watkins and Firmino, them just help the Antonio. team a lot. Antonio, them just help the team a lot in terms of like pressing. All right, so um, Norwich zero, Liverpool three. Um, honestly, I'm not going to spend an extended um, period of time on this. But Norwich impressed me. Norwich had a couple of chances that I thought they should have put away. Um, I honestly think that that Rashica had a good game. And I think he can get some trouble in the Premier League when Norwich fixtures ease up. But Norwich impressed me. Norwich, Norwich. I always expect Liverpool to win, obviously, but Norwich creates some chances and Liverpool had one or two scares. Uh, Liverpool... Liverpool is Liverpool. Van Dyke back. Um, they don't look as watertight yet, but that can happen. That can come with time. And if your defense give back chances, then you always got the last man to be able to move, you know, as he did on Saturday. So Liverpool is Liverpool. Yeah, I don't want to spend long on this either. But let me just say that I was. I was slightly impressed with Norwich. Norwich, Norwich gave it a better game than I thought. Better than Palace against Chelsea. I mean, they created chances. But my concern with Liverpool is Mane. For some reason, Mane ain't played close enough to the to the goal. 
and Manny looked like he's struggling. I don't know if it's a lack of confidence. I don't know what it is, but Manny looked like struggling. Honestly, I don't take level. I, I, I can't. Yeah. He probably, he, on, on, I will point down to Manny having a bad game because Manny had a fantastic preseason. And Salah struck, Salah scored a goal in preseason. And Salah come on. It's happened. You see that with Liverpool yeah, all the time. One week, correct. Salah performed, the other week, Manny performed. Yeah, correct. But I'm going off of what I see in that game. Like, Manny don't look his usual self. I guess we see that if Jota plays enough, he could get your 15, 20. Nah, I won't go as high as 20, 15, because he'd be rotating for me. No. We know that. Well, he, he, but, get, he get 9 and 18 um, last season, so he don't put the 20 passes. That's I still think Firmino is is the first choice. But Liverpool, Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool is as sharp as others. Liverpool don't look as sharp as others. I just feel like money needs to get into it. Doesn't come, but Norwich. I was a bit impressed with Norwich more so than everybody just taking it as Norwich get beat bad. I I saw some light in Norwich. That's all I got. Yes, yeah. All right. So, yeah, you know <laughs> me, the Liverpool here, all of a sudden. It's not that here, Liverpool. I just, <laughs> I just think that <laughs> I just think that they're they're gonna fade, and this this is the start of it that we're seeing. I'm not surprised that Man had a bad game. I expected a score. I just thought that this game would be a lot closer. Um, I one didn't. of my favorites, uh, Todd Cantwell, gave away a few balls. But I like I like how I like his game. He was everywhere. He was, and going back earlier to to how I talked about um, pa, Palace just laying down. I mean, Cantwell knew within himself this game was probably out of their hands, but he did. He gave it a hell of a go, and and that's that's what I wanted to see from Palace, and that's all I was saying earlier. And as we see, Max Aaron's was a little disappointing. I I don't know. I think I just expect better from someone who was wanted by so many clubs. Yeah, he stopped for real fast. So many big clubs as well. Yeah, but yeah, uh, these links. Are but for me, but... you never know. You know, you never exactly. know. But you never Ritter, know. Ritter, Ritter, Ritter smoke is fire. Yeah, Ritter so smoke. Also, see. a lot You know, Ritter <laughs> is trying to get somebody a bigger contract. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Uh, Pookie was Pookie electrifying when he got the ball, fans cheering on. But you know, it has to be clear cut in the score, and, and and that was pretty much in that game. Nothing the scoreline didn't didn't take away from Norwich, but I I wanted them to give it a, just a little nick a little goal and see, and see how Liverpool responded. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so on to the um, Newcastle West Ham. Um, another game of two halves. Um, mm-hmm. Newcastle, Newcastle come out the gates. Um, hot. Um, Saint Maximan with himself. Um, what I would do do I? So what I would like, sorry, I would like him to to stay higher up the field so he can do his magic higher up the field rather than 
getting the ball in front because that's that's where one of the goals he caused one of the goals. Royce winning the ball for me. Don't come to collect the ball from off the defense and then try to run through everybody. This is not permanent school. And he, he does that, and that's real annoying. I hear to see that at, at professional level. And he tried on numerous occasions. I know people like flavor or whatever they call it, but do that in the attacking third. In the second half, um, I find that Moyes, he seemed to move Antonio wider, like to the left-ish. Not dead left, but in, in the channel between the right back and the right centre back. And then he started to bring the other players into play. Um, Newcastle gave up six big chances, right? But the stats could be misleading because Newcastle like, like lose confidence after the bad penalty call. So then right after that call, uh-huh. they start like right right after the penalty, like uh, West Ham got like four chances back to back. Um, but it was a game of two halves. Newcastle had the first half, and West Ham had the second half. Uh, I would assume that the coach get a reaction out of West Ham. Um, after being 2-1 down, they equalize, and then the penalty just ruined the game. That's, that's my take on the on the, the West Ham and Newcastle. What is it, yeah, um, for me, I am a, I'm kind of a West Ham fan. How I got into watching West Ham is... <laughs> so when I first started um, playing fantasy football, I had no team to support, no English team. And my friends were like, well, you got to support one of the smaller clubs. And I was like, well, I don't know who to support here. And it's like, whatever, uh, West Ham. Eh? And I just went with West Ham from there. Uh, in that space of time, they were relegated. They came back up. <laughs> um, for me, I just think that West Ham will always be there or thereabouts. You know, I write that shirt deal last season. Hopefully, they'll get into the top four. It was going to be a tough task, but I think Antonio, as good of a player as he is, I think he can only strike for West Ham. I can't see him striking for no other club. So if they, if West Ham wants to get into break into that top four if they're gonna stick with Moise long term and bat him with some signings. A striker is something they will need. And to get a quality striker they either have to bring one up from the youth team who surprises us or they have to break into some sort of European football consistently to attract better players. Um Newcastle I am not a fan of Steve Bruce. So there's not much to be said there. I don't care how good some players turn up on the day. Steve Bruce is having a mirror. Um, Willock, he surprised us. I was surprised as well that Arsenal didn't keep him, but made 25 mil off of him. So that's, that's cool. Uh, St. Max, I just wanted to like flavor, right? But I like flavor with the end product. And for me, his end product is not consistent. I'm not a fan of St. Max. I might show a little bit when he destroys a wing bar or another defender, but St. Max is not it for me. Uh, Newcastle's 
seeing Newcastle in the years of Anna Sheeran, so watching St. Max and Louis and friends, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I just, don't let me dampen it, don't let me spoil the fun. But he's not for me. He rules None of them are. I have my relegation candidate as well. All right, so let uh, me jump to to, to um. Let me jump to Antonio's defense here. I just want you to know the goal that Antonio scored this weekend made him the joint top scorer in West Ham's history. More goals than Paulo Di Canio and, you know, legends like that. Just to jump to his defense, he's 31. He knows mm-hmm. that he will be playing for any other club. If I am correct, I think he just um, chose to play for Jamaica. Just the day that news came in. Uh-huh. Um, I, I honestly think that he is good enough to score goals for West Ham. The only issue that, that um, Antonio has is, is staying fit. If Antonio stays fit, Antonio is going to score between 15 and 20 goals. I can guarantee you that he is a handful. Like Antonio's problems. I mean, he's look clumsy and thing, but uh, Antonio at wing back or wing, no. But Antonio at striker, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's my take on Antonio. Yeah, Ali, you can go ahead and give your yes. take on the, the not game. too much on the game. I like you said, it's just a game. Of, it's just a game of twelves where Newcastle dominated the first, and West Ham got a response in the second with a little help from the penalty call. But let me just say that I am not too fond of Antonio. I think Antonio is half decent, and that's as far as it goes. <laughs> but he just found himself in a perfect situation. Um, I don't know how how he got the starting role over Haller. <laughs> I know Haller is probably being he been having nightmares about Antonio because Antonio ain't half as good as Haller in a million years. I guess that's not the team stuff. But I I don't think Antonio is good for twenty. Maybe he is because he's on challenge. And West Ham got other striker. No. Good. So uh, if he stays fit, he he guaranteed. 36 out of 38, if not all 38 games that they're going to sell. And for Newcastle, I think that y'all being a little harsh on St. Max. Chances don't... on St. Max? St. Max is their Chances don't come... Chances don't... You mean... Yeah. Chances don't come by for Newcastle that often. I don't I think y'all understand. No, 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 I don't no, think no, y'all understand. Newcastle are in the last season. Newcastle are in the last season. Newcastle do not play defensive anymore. Newcastle are in the last season. Sign a first-team coach and change the mentality. Even Callum Wilson came out and said that he has a more modern understanding of the football than his manager Steve Bruce. Newcastle don't Carlo. play defensive football anymore, so don't come and tell me about the chances hard to come by because Carlo. Zaha does create chances for a defensive team in Crystal Palace. 
Carlo. I so don't no think no Carlo. I, I, it's a new season, Carlo. And we got to see about that. We ain't got to see nothing because Newcastle was attacking at the end of last season. And you know Newcastle was in fighting relegation last season. You know that, Exactly. Right? Situations right. may change. And Newcastle, it's a new season. i telling you, I watched Newcastle on Sunday. And Newcastle is not <laughs> defensive. All right. So you honestly think that going forward, you could count on Steve Bruce to play open attacking football for a full 38 season? You understand that the man hired a first team coach and the man changed the, the whole philosophy, training, everything. Callum Wilson came out and spoke on this. They do not play defensive. All right. So, all right. All so, right. so good, is it, good, is it good. Steve Bruce's job to do that? So, you're, the club don't need Steve Bruce then? Steve Bruce, no. are, Steve Bruce basically collecting Steve Bruce is basically, Steve Bruce is basically... <laughs> The manager, as in the man that get motivated based on what Callum Wilson uh-huh. came out and said, whoever is there here, he's, he, he got some big reputation. I do not know his name, no, I don't want to lie. But he came in and he changed everything. And Newcastle start to attack from the time they hire him. Newcastle, Carlo, we ain't gonna see, we ain't gonna see about that, Carlo. Though. We ain't got to see. I telling you, I telling you, so I, you can so you're 100% convinced. That this is Newcastle going forward. That you're gonna see this from Newcastle on a weekly basis. Yes, because why would he change? Why would he change? Tell me why would he change? Because situations change. No, Carlo. no, 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 Newcastle. Yes, no, 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 Carlo. If, if it, no, so Carlo, Carlo, if Newcastle yeah. loses like five or six on the drop, then they will fire him. Then they will fire him. They will fire who? You know, Steve Bruce or the other man? Yeah, yeah, Steve Bruce. Yeah. See, Steve Bruce. <laughs> what do you mean? So, wait. so before, uh-huh. before he gets fired, don't take, don't take that he gets fired. He was so what he's comfortable working with. Who? See, listen, I follow Newcastle. Steve Bruce came in and Steve Bruce continued to play the, the system okay. that Rafa was playing. He was not getting results, right? Steve uh-huh. Bruce then said uh-huh. he will do things his way, which. Makes sense because if you come in, you don't change them like the Wolves coach during preseason. He play 4 2 3 1 4 3 3. He start this the first game with the 3 4 3. That was a custom playing because apparently Cody can't play in the two, right? Steve Bruce start with the same um 5 3 2 that that Rafa was playing. Blows he switched to a 4 2 3 1. Blows and then the hugger the man. I, yeah, I think like, Newcastle, Newcastle had a good start last season, Carlo. Blows. What do you mean? Newcastle had a good start last season. Here's your Newcastle start to get blows and the man. Yes, but we're talking about the start. Newcastle had yes, a relatively good start last season. Why would he change after had a relatively good start? Tell me. Because the blows came. Okay. Are we, I just talking so about the start. Mean, but I'm not talking about the start. I'm talking about he start with the three, the five, three, two, blows. All right, you got any idea of when this man come? I can't remember exactly, but I'm telling you, and the people were right, saying, right. the people were saying that with the fans back and with how well Newcastle finished the season, they cannot, and this is before this game, they cannot go back to that defensive football. All right. 
All right, this, this time it right. was evident. Did 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 Newcastle not play defensive in this game? All right, but let but I was saying that I know Newcastle was atrocious. Newcastle, right? And I, I, I and I would figure I would also figure if Bruce loses five or six on the spot that he is going to go at what to what he's comfortable with before he's even fired. For sure. Anyhow, he can go down swinging. I'm going out swinging. I'm going out swinging. But like you say, right, Carlo, you know, say to the back end of last season, and this season only going one game. Uh-huh. So but basically, Newcastle okay. that St. Maxima was playing for is the, is the defensive Newcastle. So no. we have smart. No, because they had a game against Burnley. That's it, Maximum rip up Burnley with Newcastle playing attacking football. So no. Your point is. Is that it is hard for him to create chances playing defensive football. Whenever I see St. Maximum play, defensive or not, he's round the ball. St. Maximum is a dancy footballer. That's my take on him. Yes. That's, I, I don't I wanna see yeah, it as like, a dumpsy footballer. He, he I lose, wanna see it as a He loses the ball on the half line from words. Why he collecting the ball on the half line? Why? He lose hold on to the ball too long, rest the ball. Far goal. Saint Maximan, I take that he's just really direct. Saint Maximan is gonna end product Addy. What direct? Saint Maximan is a dancing footballer. Saint Maximan just a I don't think ball. Saint Maximan is not a not good player. Carlo, I heard I think you. You'd be harsh on. I Lama hear. Tayori, but, I don't know. Gonna tell you that I hear you champion. champion you get champion. But I hear you champion Adama Traore. If Adama Traore produced stats, what do you want me to do? What stats? Carlo, Adama Traore got two goals in the last two years. They had a season where the man was doing well and you were still saying the man in a good... Carlo, they, had a, the mouth, they had a mouth that he was doing well. Carlo, a this guy, this guy, Torres. <laughs> I can't yeah, believe it. I don't want to. I don't want to. The Spurs are my city. You're going to have to edit some of that. For sure. Spurs Boy, we're rerun. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> my city. I don't know why. Um, Spurs produce a hell of a defensive display. I was extremely, extremely impressed with Tanganga. This, this is the <laughs> this is the first time in a long time I have seen a, a defender make an attacker complain to every person that he could complain to. Sterling went to the ref, the fourth official, the coaches, players. Sterling was just complaining for Tanganga. I that I really enjoyed that that battle. That was that was brilliant to see. It wasn't really a battle. Um, Yoris, <laughs> a mauling name if you want to call it that. Uh, Yoris almost gave you two chances. So for me, Yoris is doing Yoris things. Uh, Sanchez was much better, much much better. Um, Spurs in the goal was, was much, much better. They were able to nick a goal, beauty, uh, a good goal, I must say. Um, I don't think Son is a striker at all. His runs are absolutely atrocious. Uh, he doesn't get in behind. For him, I think he interprets getting in behind as running close to the defender and does a massive job. Also, another player who I thought was absolutely terrible in the last couple of seasons. Well, not terrible, but inconsistent was um, the Brazilian Lucas Moura, and he did have a good game. He was all over. We're going not good enough at all. I mean, he's gonna 
he's going to be a body on defense. But attacking, he made some terrible decisions. But City were so flat and toothless. And I mean, Spurs were all over them. I guess Spurs were up for the challenge. I don't know if it's because City tried to take the best player in Hurricane and they decided it's not happening. Let me go in and get some ass. I was really impressed with Spurs and they actually enjoyed the game, even though it only finished 1 0. Uh, Go ahead, Carlo. Um, first was good defensively. Wait, hold on, Carlo. Tezio. Yes, please. Um, just remind everyone that you predicted a mauling. Good. I did. I did. I did. I I started by saying, "Boy, were we wrong?" Meaning me and Carlo, okay. we were wrong. Right. Right. Go ahead, Carlo. Right. Um. So I see this performance from my city three times straight, Champions League final, Community Shield, and last weekend. Um, Spurs was good defensively. Spurs basically allowed Manchester City defenders to make the decisions. Defenders didn't even backs. They didn't allow the sentiment feelers to get in the game. Um, this is the first time I ever see. Uh, a team defend in the Christmas tree formation rather than stop them from going away, playing the four point one defense. He actually played three, three, and then four. So that he trusts the wing backs to win the, the one v one challenges um against city wingers. He didn't allow Relish and Gundagun to gain the game. The right back was good. Um, regular was good. Um, my city looked flat, like as I said, they did the third game in a row. That I see this performance. Obviously, KDB went off in the channel. He didn't play the community and he, he came on late in the game. For anything, he come on the game change, like he get shots, um, he create chances, like. Look, my city got to do something about that. Like you can't be relying on KDB all the time. Um, all three performances I see is with our striker. And like them look, I, I, I don't, as I say, like, as we discussed earlier, Tiazio, if you're spending that sort of money, mm-hmm. you can't you can be a one-man team. And that's how my city look. That's how my city look. And, my, and every time Spurs counter-attack, that it looked dangerous. It's just that, as you said, the men met by decisions. Like, whether it be the Berwin, Lucas making the wrong decision, Son making the wrong decision, shooting when he should have passed, passing when he should shoot. But Spurs was good. You gotta give Spurs um, credit. And obviously, the fans play a big part. And then obviously, wanted to prove to Hurricane, well, yeah, you know, if you go, we can be good or stay, you know, and let me improve the team because yeah, we could beat these teams too. But man, I, I don't know, man. City, man, City horrible. I, I honestly don't think that they get there last year. We still start because everybody was bad last year. All the other clubs had problems. And I didn't can't do that again this year for sure. But I'll make take on that game. Right. Adi? Let me start by saying I predicted City looking flat 
or did, in my own words, lack of sharpness. Let me just say that Benjamin Mendy's time with City has to be up. No more chances. <laughs> no more chances. Okay, even though you um, said the previous week that Patrick that I would, that I, no, I said I should, I would give him a chance. Uh-huh. Okay. And I think that was the chance. That was too awful to warrant another one. Let me okay. just start by saying that I... I mean, someone a little harsh here, but I don't think Akia is a capable backup, at least at centre-back. I know it may sound a bit harsh, but I just don't think that Akia is a good, is a capable backup. But credit to Tottenham. Tottenham were really good, especially Lucas. Lucas is my rematch by, fear, by a fair way. But Mendy. Let me just go back to say that City started the game relatively well. The first 15 minutes, it was all City. Then as Tottenham calmed down, Satwat defended well. City became susceptible to the counter-attack. We all know Son. Three things guaranteeing life. Death taxes and a song goal against City. <laughs> That's what it's looking like. But <laughs> it's all done. It's all down to a lack of sharpness to me. I don't think that is, oh, we don't have a striker. I see Man City, I see Man City, but only low block or a striker multiple times. I ain't gonna go as far as, as saying that, oh, we got fit, we got City figured out because City got loads of quality. So I won't, I won't jump the gun and say so after game one, probably game ah. two if we go to the community shield. Last three, um, last three games against first. Spurs won, Man City zero. Pretty sure that wasn't the first game of the season for the last two, two different coaches as well. And but you going? So you, so you think it's a matter this, of City being figured out? It is a matter of Spurs playing the system. That sorry, it's a matter of City playing into Spurs hands. It is evident three results. I don't think it got anything to do with sharpness. You have to create chances. Man City and creating chances against Leicester from what you remember. They ain't creating any in, in, in the Champions League final. Like, I, F, there's no I take the break. Champions. Manchester City does look like pa, like Arsenal. Pass, I disagree. Like, side, 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 I disagree. Side, side. Like, I disagree. Seriously? Nah, they ain't going to come better. I disagree with that. Okay, I honestly disagree enough. with that. But I was just going to make a point. Let me try to... <laughs> I think the Champions League final was a one-off game, and the uh-huh. gap between the Champions League final, uh-huh. the gap between the Champions League final and the Community Shield, and this first game was a bit too far to put them three games into one ball. These last two games, to me, I didn't have my first team players, and you can see it was a lot of sharpness. City you didn't have did your not first look. team players in these last two games. In, it, in this game that play against Spurs, you didn't have your first team players. Hello. Spurs going to the attack City, right? Mm-hmm. Who is the chief for stopping counter attacks? Not this isn't me saying that he would have stopped the goal. Curl mm-hmm. Walker. I didn't have Walker, which means I had to play Mendy because Castello would have gone over to right back. I had right, to change ch- on the bench. That's a toss-up. Curl Walker is the chief for recovering from his mistakes. You understand? Man City. His chief, mistakes? Yes. Man City chief. 
for stopping counter attacks is BD attack. No, I mean recover. My city chief for stopping counter attacks is for you. If he going into one person, but I meant I am not going into one person. That's well, true. Yeah, my city right. does. My city, my does, city does fall. Does come to the counter or fall? Yes, you I fall. Know. Right. My city had Brahim Sterling, Torres, Mares, Gundogan, Fernandinho. That people uh-huh. call for in the in the Champions League final. Jack Grealish, uh-huh. Ruben Diaz, Cancelo, Edison, Mendy, Aki. Now all of them would met most teams in the Premier League. So I ain't got no excuses I... for Man City, right? Spurs was better. Man City should have taken the chances or the chance to create because Mara should have scored that goal. Yeah, Mara should have scored. And I ain't got nothing to do with sharpness but... because it fall to a man that get assists and goals in preseason and played most, if not all, of the preseasons. So you got to take your chances. No, and you got to look at the that game. Then create. I, I, we on, I don't think that City were their selves. City weren't their sharp selves. I, I, I ain't reading too much into it. I don't think that is a matter of oh, we got City figured out. But I never I, I just think, got City figured out. No, I just, I just saying, I just saying. I just think right, that so, we are missing something. Go ahead, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All I'm saying so, is that they don't look like nothing with folk Kevin in the brain. That's all I'm saying. And it I don't think never it down so. to that. Fair enough. 1-0-1-0-1-0. I know. Carry on. They're going to probably destroy Norwich this weekend because of Goria. So, so I was going to jump in on that um, with them looking terrible without Kevin De Bruyne. And for a team that's supposed to be full of quality, that, that can't happen. you got players in there that cost more than 50 mil. And th- that cannot be happening. Um, like... Like you said, Adi, I won't read too much into it due to it being the first game. But we have seen this far too many times in the last couple of seasons. City starting slow and then recovering. And then other teams falling off. But we'll see. We'll see what Pep does. Right. You know, City in the Premier League with Kevin De Bruyne having a long-term injury. Yeah, missing yeah, like we, four to five months. We know this, and you actually admitted. Yeah, with a David Silva. Uh, yeah, with a David Silva and Aguero. That's really other quality comes in. I, if if they can't produce this quality all the time, then that ain't good enough. I ain't see because he ain't stupid got, because that's what he went. I just, just don't take it. Shine, I just I want her again because he ain't stupid. I just don't yeah, think that ahead. we could just go off or oh, city defending on city depending on Kevin De Bruyne because he come on and look us up, change the game. We saw but a lot of the impact. But you the you the you the see all the time you going to what you see. And based on the last three man city games that they all lose one in, that's what you see. Like that's going to be based on what you see. Man city can crush the inferior opposition with or without Kevin De Bruyne. In these games, like Man City didn't really look like scoring until he come on. Like, I mean, I could not believe. It. And like, as me and TSU was said, Spurs got the same bad players. 
Exactly what I, and, and in my defense, this is exactly what I told y'all last week. Going to a, full pre, a full preseason match. Don't give me that full preseason. They got something named sports science, and the men they score by that. That's why they had time to prepare for, for this come game. Right back. <laughs> so my, Spurs, you know what, Spurs knew that their first game was massive. Levy, Spurs Levy, had Levy, a whole preseason to prepare for this game. Correct. To be honest. To be honest, yeah, anyway. Addy, to be honest, Spurs was up for this game. And they were more up for it than we could even imagine, including you, because you had it as a draw. So don't act like we saying that they can get mall. That, but that's what I'm going to say. When I expected a wrong. I, I expect yeah, Man City to beat them 3-1. Like, Man City is clearly the stronger team. Anyway, I knew it was going to be a close that. game. I, I, I I never saw Tanganga having a stormer like that. That that was a brilliant performance. Me neither. He ran all over. I I I yeah. Let me move on. Not dwell on on my city and their issues. Yeah. Um. Minor issue. Minor issue. Minor issue. Game two. You hope. Game two. Liverpool. Burnley. The early kickoff. Um. But Bernie beat them last year at Anfield. Bernie actually stopped their winning streak. But yeah, I expect Liverpool to win this game comfortably. Two or three, you know, to Liverpool. I don't need any long, you know. Same thing, same thing, same thing for my relegation candidate. Yeah, 2 0 Liverpool. All right, so we can move on to Aston Villa and Newcastle. Newcastle giving us six big chances. Um, playing. Open attacking football now. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. You Steve Bruce. But not Steve Bruce. I don't know where you get that first team coach running you up. But anyhow. Um, Aston Villa lost the first game. Got back the fans playing at the, the, the home stadium. So, and they need a reaction. Being Newcastle's was a bye last week. I expect uh, Villa and Danny Ings, to have a ball. I, I think this is gonna be. I think this is gonna be a close one. I, I, I. This is a draw for me. Uh, could be one-one. Could be no-no. Oh yeah, I didn't get a score. I, right. So I yeah, expect like a yeah. three-two. I yeah, expect like a three-two to um to Aston Villa because Aston Villa do not look good at all. And Saint Max is. It, once he get the ball, he's run with the ball from anywhere. So like, and I, if Semmer could rip up um, Tyromings, Saint Maximum. Mings is your guy, in it? No, no. <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> I'll also go with a close one, and I'll see a one-one. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a draw. You right, know, Jinjimu so Mo- ain't gonna give up nothing. Pa- Palace and Brentford. Uh huh. Uh, well, I mean, we can see the real Palace in this game. F Palace can get ready to get, or F Palace, you know, again, be a decent mid table team. Um, Brentford look real good, um, but Palace accustomed defending, as in accustomed to that rugged. Kind of stuff based on um, 
who they have managing him previously. Um, I would say a draw. Probably like a 2-2. 2-2 draw, yeah. I got Palace to get hammer again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, for me, it's going to be either a two or three. You know, Palace getting hammer. To Brentford. To Brentford, I give yep. up 22 shots. Cool. Yep. Exactly. I, I don't I don't think Palace can withstand. I think that... That, that barrage. That, that, there, that um, Brentford is going to come. If, if they win, they win. That's, that's good for them. Crystal Palace won. They win, they win, but I, Palace, Palace got, Palace need to come with a better mentality or it can be blown. Um, I am overly impressed because, with what I saw from Brentford. Because oh, although, although we're not impressed with Brentford, this Brentford team reminds me of um, Sheffield under Chris Wilder. Oh boy. Which which yeah, Sheffield? Well, the first one or the second one? The first the first Sheffield we saw with the wing center box overlapping and Sheffield part one. Yeah, part one. Yeah, well, at least Brentford got a striker to score though. Or two strikers that score. We'll <laughs> <laughs> see. Yeah, I mean they should be better than you. Yeah, you could go ahead, Adi. All right, right. Um I am overly impressed with Brentford. And what Noah once spoke about right was Tony's reliance on service. I don't think he's a striker that can make chances for himself. I just don't see this as a good matchup for Brentford. Let's if Brentford coming back with that same in your face smash mouth game, I think that that's going to play right into Palace's hand and Palace will win 2 1. I'm going with a 2 1 Palace win. Okay, cool. All right, so Lee's Everton. Uh huh. I got Everton to win this game. Everton to win, but Leeds can score. So probably like 2-1 to Everton. 2-1 to Everton. Leeds, yeah. Everton. Uh, yes. Interesting. Um, yes, because I am not sure if Phillips is back, but Leeds has seemed to not play a lot Phillips when, back. When, um, Phillips in playing. But Phillips Leeds, back. But Leeds are, are good defensively at home. Oh, yeah? Shocking. But at home... Their um and their defense had improved in the second half of the season at home for sure. But I still see Everton. Um yeah, Everton to one. All right. So I got Lisa win. Uh it can be slim. And I'll go with the two-one in the opposite direction. I think I think they're good enough to beat them at home. Um is is I this is it's gonna to be tough because I know Rafa is gonna be solid, but you know, like we mentioned earlier, Keen Keen and friends got some mistakes in them. And I can see Lee's capitalizing on that with the high press. I just let me interject here. Uh-huh. F Keen F Keen and friends got mistakes. Yeah, Liz and friends got mistakes times 10. Yeah, Liz and friends, it's true. <laughs> Jessing, Jessing, yeah. right? we'll, we'll see. We'll see. That, um, that's gonna be my that's gonna be my line for now. We'll see. Okay, Adi, you can go ahead if you didn't already. Um, oh, go. 
I'll be stupid to say if any of these, I'll be stupid to say one of these things to keep a clean sheet. <laughs> this game will not have a clean sheet in it. So I'm going to want the Leeds. I think Leeds create a lot of chances. Uh-huh. I'm going with Leeds. 2-1 Leeds. Okay, cool. All right. Um. So the next game is my city Norwich. That won't have to be discussed. <laughs> um, so we can skip straight to Brayton and Watford. Wait a minute. I take my city game in, but Pukita score. All right, so Anything we don't need to discuss uh, my city and Norwich <laughs> because, yeah. Um, Brayton and Watford. This is a tough one because Watford comes to attacks. Brayton let the ball. Brayton does give you city goals. I miss easy goals. Uh, I can go with Watford in this one. I can go with like 2-0 to Watford. Because Brighton, Brighton create chance, but Brighton don't score. 2-0 to Watford. This, this, to Watford. Yeah, this is, this is similar like, like Man City and Spurs for me. Mm-hmm. In terms of the styles of play, the two teams. Yeah. So 2-0 to, uh, to Watford. Okay. So I have a one 0 to Watford. I think Watford will make them. I I just have zero faith in Mopai. And Danny Well bet. I think like you said earlier, Carlo, Brighton is just missing that little a little oomph to take them over the line and it is in the strikers. So I think Watford will nick them, but Brighton will have a majority of the ball. For sure. This is my still mate game of the weekend. Nil nil. No, no. Yeah. Oh. All right. So we can move on to the Southampton and Manchester. Manchester to win three one. Southampton home. So yeah, it don't make a difference. Southampton is pressing <laughs> with the high line, and, and uh-huh. yeah, Manchester game two. Sorry, three or four one to, to Manchester. I don't need I'm to know Southampton home already. I going to nil United. I mean, Everton ripped them up, so like, nah. <laughs> All right, I so I'll I'll go two or three nil United. I think they'll continue their their run, a good form and and enjoying enjoying the football. I'm glad to see my United enjoying the football. Uh, I got them to win two or three nil as well. All right, so on to Wolves and Spurs. No, this is a tricky one, right? Because uh, we pray Spurs for their victory over Man City. But once you play a counter-attacking style and you defend well, and Man City miss their chances, because they usually create chances, you can beat Man City. Now, Wolves played defensive in the first half against Leicester. So I can see what Spurs made of. F Wolves continue to play solid and defensive, right? And Spurs mm-hmm. go up right on Wolves. So, I can go with a 1-0 to Wolves in this game. Based on what I see from Wolves, I see both sides of Wolves last week. And Wolves dominate Leicester. Leicester just happened to score the goal. I only see one side of Spurs. I don't know how they can play when they go back on a team. I don't know... Um, was your strategy if they get attacked through Lucas? If Daddy Ali can push forward behind Son, I don't know. I don't know what was in this mm-hmm. game. Um, I'll go 
this is Nuno against his farmer team. I going one one. All right, I going one one. So I'll go uh, Spurs a two nil win. And if Semedo plays, I think it'll be a little closer. But I think that Spurs will continue on with their excitement and and that great win over Man City and build on the momentum that they have at the moment. Uh, I'm hopefully Harry can play some part in this game before he's sold on or made miserable to stay at Spurs. But I think it's going to be a, a win for Spurs. What, cricket? Nothing? Next, no comment? Next game. Um, that's great. So, next game is Arsenal and Chelsea. Um, all right. So, Arsenal won both games um, last season. I find that Arsenal does get up for these big teams. However, based on what I see Tony do last week to Ben White and Mari, <laughs> and Tony being a fraction of the player that Lukaku is, if Lukaku starts, I can say Chelsea 2-0. If Lukaku don't start, I go to Arsenal 1-0. But my yes, prediction oh. is based on if Lukaku, Lukaku. Yes. Oh. Okay. So, for me, we see the um, <laughs> you see the social media um, Arteta out thing. So, this can be the start of the Arteta out chant. Uh, Lukaku starts, this is going to be a morning. Uh, I find that Arsenal defend. Oh boy, I don't just want to go back to him with Arsenal. But the way they defend, I, I don't know. I've never seen it before. <laughs> I, it's currently not working for Arsenal. It's almost like a, I don't know. It's it's almost like they try to crowd out players. It, it seems like a circle, or maybe a semicircle. I, I don't know. It definitely is not working. And I, I I think the players are confused as well by these tactics. And I can see Lukaku absolutely destroying that battling. And you talking about Ben White, but Paulo Marie, Pablo Marie, not good enough. This this might be another mauling. We'll see. All right. So in Arsenal's defense, Arsenal was actually the best defense in the league last year. So I think the whole day defense actually works because it was only Chelsea uh-huh. and Man City that can see uh-huh. more goals than Arsenal. Okay, so we're talking about conceding goals or we're talking about winning games? You're talking about defending. Defending supposed to help with you conceding least lesser goals or, or uh, not conceding. And conceding, the, right. and conceding the least amount of goals and ter- yes. being able to turn those, those results che- into wins yes. is a problem. So it, it isn't working because they're not winning. No, 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 no. no. Arsenal not winning is coming <laughs> down to Arsenal not creating chances. Arsenal is playing a hard shoe, right? Right. Like, that's that's I, a perfect example. A I, honestly think, I honestly think that Arsenal does defend well, but Arsenal problem is creating chances. And when they do create chances, then I the, the world-class striker at the top missing them. So, But I, I honestly I think Arsenal sit here and say that. I honestly think Arsenal. I can't sit here and say that that they defend well when they constantly making errors. Most of the goals they concede are from errors. Errors playing out from the back. 
right errors from defenders I, trying to take on. I understand that. However, That's crazy. I cannot praise Chelsea and I cannot uh-huh. praise Man City and not praise Arsenal. I can't because the number is there. The number but, is um, okay, I can speak for Chelsea. Chelsea has Chelsea is doing something called Chelsea uses something called positional play, which is it, it is actually it actually helps those aging defenders that they have. Um, I we didn't forget the praise uh, Trevor Chalaba, you product, you know, scored a goal, defended pretty well to as well, and I, I don't know, it, it minimizes it minimizes those errors that um, Rudiger made and turn and turning those errors into goals. It, it actually helps him. Whatever Arsenal is playing, it doesn't help. That's that's all he's saying. So it, even if they concede the third least goals, they're not winning. And if you're defending so good, then you shouldn't be giving up goals. Because if you can't create none, if you can't score none, don't give up none and go home with a point. But two teams that play football, you will give me a chance. Chelsea yeah. and Man City give me chances. So, but but Arsenal not, Arsenal are not being beaten by great in, intricate play, a splitting through ball, a top goal from distance. <laughs> They're being beaten by their own errors. And that I understand. However, when it comes to Arsenal defending, Arsenal mm-hmm. defending well, defending well for me, and making errors playing out the back. It's like for instance, a bettering past the ball straight to somebody and the man scored a goal in the preseason. For me, that's not a defending yeah. issue. That is an individual player or a, a lack of concentration, or if you want to call it. That is that's not a technical. There, that's a technical right breakdown. And there's too, there too many breakdown. technical there are too many technical breakdowns in the back. Right. I understand that. And that, that happens with the style of player. However, I'm Louise also I'm gone. Chelsea <laughs> concede 36 goals. Arsenal concede 39. I cannot mm. say that Arsenal won't defend well because everybody was was praising how good Chelsea is and just keep clean sheets and Chelsea concede 36 goals in 36, 38 games. Arsenal concede 39 goals in 38 games. So I cannot praise Chelsea. And sorry, I can't praise Chelsea and not praise Arsenal. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that, we can agree to this because I, I think Arsenal. Is having a rough go at it. I went in the defenders making errors, it's the CDNs. I went in the CDNs making errors, it's the wing box. But I, <laughs> Correct. And I saying, if you make an error, that don't mean you, you defend well without the ball. You are making errors that lead to goals. For me, that don't mean that, that I defend poorly. That means that I make an error for me. But let me, let me agree to disagree. Okay. Um. So you, you think Chelsea get more Arsenal? Yeah, especially Addy, if you look like starts. Yeah. Me too. And Addy? I'm going one nil Chelsea either way. one nil Chelsea. Right. right, so the last game of game week two is West Ham versus Leicester. Uh, I put this down as a 2-2 because both West Ham and Leicester defensive defenses look shocking. So I can see goals for sure in this game. So I put on like a two-two. Yeah, I I got I got less of the win. Yeah. Uh, two-one, three-two, three, any anything along those four lines. Three-one, 
I got Leicester to win. I think Leicester got a lot more to tank. And before I go for it, let me see why. Um, I think Leicester can score goals on Leicester. Now, Leicester changed the formation. So Leicester I'm now playing four at the back instead of three. And they're not apparently adapting well based on what you see. At any day, you play Newcastle, you give up two goals, chances. So if Newcastle can score goals on you, then I, I would assume that Leicester could put two or three passes here. Adi? Um, one, one. One, one? Yeah. Uh, you you put the thought into that, Adi? Nah, I, I overthink <laughs> it. Uh, I am one, one, one. One, one. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the way shocking against Wolves. Uh, that time was shocking in the first half against Newcastle. Um, well, we'll see. You'll see. All right. So that brings us to the end of the combined episode two. Where they review a game we won and they preview a game we two. And we would we're looking forward to you know you guys listening next week when we return. All right. All right. So that is a good night from me.